When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. How's it going this evening? I am not Corey Coleman, and I promise that is the last time I'm going to be making that joke. I am Julian Hemmendinger, and I'm joined here tonight by the one, the only cat daddy, Martin Thomas. Hey, everybody. How you doing today, Martin? I am not in Thailand. I'm <laughs> right here. <laughs> no, not in Thailand. Actually, it's only been a day. Corey's probably not there yet. Either. Yeah. He, he's probably making his way yeah, there yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, he's in New York, speak. I believe. Yeah. But uh, today is the movie review extravaganza. There are the people here. They come in. They're on their way. And let me pull up the chat here. I got chat, it chat, all chat, chat, set. Chat, bitches. Oh, yeah. Both of them. I got it all set right here. There they are. A little bit different looking, but <laughs> they're, they're here. And they got classic artwork of you. <laughs> but, uh, you know what? That, I don't have a Halloween costume this year. Then maybe it could be that. <laughs> just just <laughs> you with a bunch of scars on your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, welcome in. It's a, it's a semi-extravaganza, I would say. We don't have that many movies to discuss no, tonight. Not really. Not much. But we got some trailers and some other stuff that we can talk about. And maybe you guys can throw into the mix uh, a thing or two. <laughs> And I, I knew, I knew that he would show up. And one of the main things that I asked Corey, I was like, just in case, you know, people are <laughs> loving the show, how do I make that guy stop? Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> he, he tell you just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, deal with it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no, 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 no. He he told me, and it's there's a there's a couple buttons you got to press, but. I'll figure it out. Okay. But uh, welcome in, everyone. We got some fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> As you can see, we're already having a blast. Hey, he's having a good time. Yeah, always. Uh, but we got some fun stuff planned. Uh, but tell me, Martin. Yes. How are you doing today? Doing what's, all right. Doing all right. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I've been sick. I mean, I had COVID mm -hmm. you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, and I've been planning to get the, waiting for the boost to get ready. Mm -hmm. And it didn't get ready until after I had COVID. So... It's ready. I'm like, man, I'm getting that thing, which I got last week. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, seeing the doctors for a different thing, because I got pretty sick from it, actually. Oh, really? And every other time I got it, it was like, I felt bad for an hour. I took a pill, and I was fine. Man, and, I recently got it for the first time, and it beat my butt. Well, everybody's been saying that this new one, it, it's, it's been kicking everybody's ass. Plus, I got the flu shot at the same time. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And then when I went to the doctor for a different appointment today and told them, they were like, well, you just had COVID. Why, why, you already had the antibodies. Why'd you get the booster? <laughs> why are you back? And I was what like, are you doing? Oh, I didn't consider that. And they're like, yes, probably why you're sick, but okay. It's whatever. Yeah, you're, you're, you're fine now. Yeah. So today is my first day of really kind of feeling like I'm coming out of it. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. It takes it takes a minute to recover from all yeah. that. That is for damn sure. Uh, but I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much better. Yeah. I was going to ask you, though, just because I'm sure people want to hear a little bit of some Halloween stuff. You got it. You said you haven't figured out a Halloween costume. Well, yet this year. here's the thing. Uh, I mean, Corey's not throwing his Halloween party. Yeah. Which is different because he does it every year normally. And usually I have uh, other friends who throw one. They haven't said anything because mm-hmm. I'm usually like going back and forth between the two parties. And um, that that particular weekend, the, the weekend of the 28th, it's my aunt's 90th birthday, and a bunch wow. of us are going to a party that is being thrown for her mm-hmm. in Sacramento. So I won't even really be here for the Halloween weekend. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not even sure if I'll get back in time to do the Sunday service that weekend. It's, yeah, not this weekend coming up, but the one after that. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know. I don't have a co- I don't have an idea for a costume, and it looks like even if I did, I wouldn't have a chance to to use it anywhere. So it looks like scratched up face Martin may make <laughs> may, an appearance, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if need be. Yes, exactly. So, so good job on that one, yeah. Chad. What about yourself? So I kind of got it queued up. I'm I was going with uh, with something uh, pretty simple, but uh, I, I thought maybe I could put a little twist on it. Are you familiar with uh, with the show? I think you should leave. Yes. Yeah, I just started getting into it. Uh-huh. And uh, let me play about 30 seconds or so okay. of this sketch, and it'll give you an idea of what okay. I'm going to do. Right. Maybe you can figure it out. Let me see. Is everyone okay? What happened? Did anyone see? Someone drove a hot dog-shaped car through the window. Driver's gone. <laughs> Somebody call the cops. We need to find that driver. They could have killed someone. Whose car is this? Yeah, come on. Whoever did this, just get... Yeah, so I I saw that they had that hot dog costume on Amazon, and I was like, perfect. Oh, yeah, that that hot dog costume has been around since since Halloween has been invented. Yeah. Yeah, you can go to any, uh, not spirit Halloween store, uh, Party Pig. Yeah, and, and and rent one of those. Yeah, I, I didn't want to rent one because I was like, hot dog costume? I could get a lot of use out of that on my stream. Who knows? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Because I, I because the reason I said rent is because when else would you wear it? But I forget you have a stream. So, yes, you could. <laughs> yeah. Who you, knows yeah, what I'll do with that? Yeah, you make a tax write-off. Yeah. Why not? Oh, of course. Yeah. No matter what, it was going to be a tax right, write-off. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but uh, in the chat, anyone else uh, who's got any uh, great Halloween costumes, let us hear them. Let us know what you're going to be doing. And uh, I think that uh, we'll get into the mix of it a little bit here. Just to tell you what I've been up to, because I didn't catch you up about that yeah. at all. Uh, I actually went to the premiere of uh, my short film. Uh, Your short film? Well, the one that I'm a part of that Mike did. I never saw Venice, the animated one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it went over really well. It was nice to show other filmmakers, you know, at noon on a Wednesday. Uh, Where where was it? It was in uh, San Marcos. Okay. So I think there's like a university there or something. Yeah, big university. Yeah. Yeah. uh, The Lost River Film Festival. Okay. And it was like when we went in there, uh, immediately, like when Mike said who he was, the the lady at the desk was like, "Oh, I loved your film." Oh, good. So, so like that was that was kind of like a nice way to yeah yeah to start the the festival there. And then like you know like a dozen people or so showed up. and We watched five movies, and then most of the people <laughs> went on stage and did a Q and A. And the thing that was really funny was that normally the question that 
I would ask, you know, a professional, someone asked me, which I was like, I don't have a good answer for this, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> like as much as I'd want to give you a good answer, but they were like, how do you get into the voice acting industry? And I basically looked at him and was like, tell me. Please, <laughs> please, how? Because <laughs> like, I'm still figuring that out. Well, you know, when somebody asks you a question like that, you, you just don't want to say, well, I know the guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the real answer. That's the real answer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people who are famous, they'll talk about, well, I went to this school and I studied this. And it's like, and also my... Uh, uh, father is a famous actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, and you know my uncle started the studio or, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How did you How did you make it while you were struggling? Oh, uh, you know, I I worked some odd jobs, and my parents are rich, so they subsidized my living. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I knew somebody who put in a, a word for me. And that's just how most jobs come about. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, a lot of people know this, but it's all about who you know in the industry. Yeah. And to varying degrees. Yeah. How do you think I'm here right now? <laughs> <laughs> now, you can work your way up. I mean, oh, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, you know, you can never not know anybody and then get to know people. And hey, if they become somebody you like, you ingratiate yourself with them. And they go like, hey, let me, you know, somebody says, let me see what you've done. Yeah. Um, and if what you've done is good or you're talented, mm -hmm. you can move you up. Yeah. That's uh, the thing that was nice about this project was that I feel like it was, I feel like it's the best thing that I've done yet. And I feel like it really shows off like my skills, like my acting skills. Well, that's the thing. I would hate for somebody to say, well, he got that gig because he, he he's friends with Mike or he's right Mike's roommate. <laughs> you are a professional actor. You've yeah. been doing that for a while. Yeah, yeah. That that is like I've I've been trained my whole life for that moment. That's what I told that person. <laughs> it's like, well, first just start acting for 20 years. And then maybe, you know, along the way, you'll yeah. know some people. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Got to meet people, you know, who have been in Austin for years doing improv and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's also a nice way to, you know, coordinate and work with other people eventually at some point. You think about joining a troupe? I mean, maybe it depends, you know, because yeah. I've done a lot of improv, like, especially like when I was in LA, I did like UCB and like, there were some other small theaters I was a part of, mm -hmm. but at this point, maybe as like a teaching assistant, you know, mm -hmm. like for a gig, I'm not, I'm not in the mood right now to pay $200 for an, an improv class. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? No, like I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Cause at this point I feel like I, it wouldn't be the best class, but I'm sure that I could teach one, you yeah. know, with the experience that I have. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's cool to show off your work to other sure, people. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah. It was nice. But, uh, as uh, as Corey would say, you know what else is nice is kcoolmans at gmail.com. That's K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com where you can send your questions, compliments, insults, and or advice. And also make sure to check out Instagram, Double Toasted's uh, channel there, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, DoubleToasted.com, and don't forget the fan page. And Martin, <coughs> where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Martin underscore no fro, or they can find me on Facebook looking for Martin Thomas. And me, you can find me on Twitch or YouTube looking up Julian, Mr. Humdinger, Mr. All Spelled Out, Julian with an E. Don't misspell it. My mom hates when people do that. 
and uh, look up uh, Julian Mr. Humdinger clips where you can find not bites, but little little nibbles here and there. And uh, don't forget to check out the Double Toasted website. Go check all that stuff out. Shows in New York coming up. Shows in LA, all over the world. Double Toasted Ole! Right. And you can find all types of good stuff here and there. All right. Smooth transition back to me. That was smooth. That's good, Julian. <laughs> oh, thanks. We're, we're working it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we got a couple things to talk about tonight. Um, no, not too much Ganza, but a little bit of an extravaganza, as I was saying earlier to you. I uh, thought we would start out with uh, a little bit of uh, the the Snow White, a little classic fairy tale action for everybody. Uh, so the news is I'm going to just pull up the article and show it to the people here. Uh, the news is uh, that apparently the Daily Wire is making a live action Snow White movie starring conservative YouTuber Brett Cooper. I'm a big fan. I'm sure you are as well. I, I'm sure I would be if I knew who that was. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, they have a teaser for it. And uh, let's uh, let's check out what they say about it. So the conservative media company Daily Wire is making their own adaptation of Snow White called Snow White and the Evil Queen. Uh, the film is set to re be released next year. And the host is a part of apparently... Uh, their uh, their show, the comment section, something else I've never heard of. Not big on conservative platforms, personally. No, so is that what the Daily Wire is? Yeah, the okay. Daily Wire. Apparently, they're they're a platform for uh, right wing news, if you will. Okay. Uh, and uh, Brett Cooper is one of their spokesmen, and she is going to be playing uh, Snow White. And I thought that we would take a look at the trailer before we get into our discussion about this. Have you seen the trailer yet? No, no, not at all. I didn't even know it existed until you oh, text me. Man, you are you are in for quite the treat. Let's see right here. So this is Snow White and the Evil Queen. Once upon a Time a prince would come once upon a time, but now that time is gone. gotta show this because i just i love how bizarre this is look at their production company it's called bent key okay yeah i don't know uh personally i don't know what kind of door you're gonna open with a bent key but hey i'm all for hmm, creativity maybe, I don't know if it's a play on somebody's name maybe or two names put together yeah something like portmanteau. that and and the low the image itself just looks like the 4k logo so maybe that that's what they're leaning into i, I don't mm. i don't yeah. see why I don't. 
but all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> the the trailer is uh, pretty uh, pretty cheap looking. I would say. Well, that's a teaser. Yeah, and there's honestly, Julian, there's not much there to criticize. No, I mean they, they, it doesn't show you much. Uh, I mean the the girl, at least from that shot, she looks enough like Snow White. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, if you didn't know it was done by a conservative uh, think tank or whatever, you would just look at it and go, oh, okay, this seems nice. Yeah, I think that it looks all right. Uh, there's certain things that stood out to me. I watch a lot of cheap stuff, but the the costumes, I thought, looked a little bit cheap, like just because they- say sh- costumes? Or costume, yeah. Okay. I guess the like, single costume. The one, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I noticed like this shot that they show right here where she's walking along. I was like, all right, that, that just looks kind of cheap, but that's, I'm, I'm nitpicking a little bit yeah, there. Yeah, 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 you, you are. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to find something from this, but it definitely nitpicking it a little bit. But I just thought that it was funny how all the things that they show, they're like, uh, uh, remember the apple apples? We brought a whole a bunch of apples this time. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm not trying to take the wind out of your sails, but she is picking apples. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's, mean it, it, it's reasonable that her ba- bucket would be full of apples. For sure, for sure. But I, I don't, I mean, I guess I haven't seen Snow White in a long time. Is there a scene where she's like picking apples? Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah. Okay, well yeah, then, yeah. shit, I'm, uh, then th- this all checks out and this is not that goofy at all. Because when I saw that, I was like, I remember one apple. No, no, one apple is a is a big thing. Yeah. And actually, it might have been the uh, the old witch who was yeah, the poison the apple. apple. Um, but it's just, it's just a teaser. It's just, yeah. you know, the apples make for a great visual. The, not, I, 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 I wouldn't look too deep into this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there was uh, some stuff that stood out to me as far as like quotes that they were saying. And uh, some of the words that they used, I was like, all right, that's it's a little bit strange. I don't know if I would have used that word. Let me see if I can find the right quote here. Uh, they're talking about it. They say uh, it's a story about a princess and a prince about beauty and vanity, about love and its power to raise us from death to life. It's our own adaptation of an ancient fairy tale. And they say that last bit because apparently Disney's like, so can we see these receipts? Can can, can we, what's this about? Mm-hmm. Because uh, we own that story. And I think that that's kind of them doing a little bit of bullying because like they don't own the fairy tale, but they right. own the rights to their version. Well, yeah, from what I understand, if you want to do something like this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's public domain, you can do what you want. Yeah. It just cannot in any way resemble what Disney has done. Yeah. And even her hair was totally different like they're they're definitely deviating yeah 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 as long as you do that i mean because otherwise to jump on them to go would be to say to pull uh guillermo del toro aside and go like yes pinocchio you got here no no (laughs) shut that shit down (laughs) so he's made of wood huh yeah (laughs) all right yeah i was gonna mention like lies of p recently came out it's a video game but that's pretty much pinocchio and they don't that that's not even close to the, what that's yeah, like. Yeah, it's like you can make your own Winnie the Pooh movie, but he cannot wear a red shirt, <laughs> which which they have done recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, he, if he, as long as he doesn't wear a red shirt, you're good. 
I just thought though that their their phrasing there, like talking about it's about a princess and a prince, it's mm-hmm. like all right, mm-hmm. that that checks out. But then beauty and vanity, I was like that. I don't know. I thought that that was kind of a weird word to use to describe because I, and I looked up the definition of vanity and it was like excessive pride yeah. of how one looks. And I don't know. For me, I never. Do you not know the story of Snow White? Well, <laughs> I'm starting to think maybe I don't. I mean, it's about someone who's out in the forest and uh, like they just get lost or something like that. No. <laughs> Isn't that what it's about? No. No, no. So refresh my memory. Then no, 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 no. You got the 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 queen who's like, I'm the most beautiful. I'm the I'm the fairest. And the right. mirror says, like, used to be you, but now this chick, she's hotter than right. you. And she's like, I, that can't stand. Right. That's right. With the the mirror and all yeah. that stuff. Okay. That's the vanity. I guess it's you guess that it's right there. No, that's no, I guess. But but it's like pointing out the vanity. It's that's something that the villain, you know, prides himself on. Yeah. And I don't know. It's to me, it just it stands out as them like just going, oh, look at us. We're going to be so beautiful. Our version will stand out. No, that's not. (laughs) No, that's I'm all wrong. Yeah, you are. Looks like I should have rewatched Snow White before we talked about this. Or read the Wikipedia entry. <laughs> well, let's let's continue down the article before okay. I say anything okay. else right. that's, okay. that's wrong. Right. Okay. Uh, I was raised on the original Grimm's fairy tale. I'm so thrilled that we're bringing this iconic story to life for next generation. Snow White is such a beautiful character, and I'm honored to be playing her. Like the best fairy tale stories, this is a with a story with timeless values like love, friendship, and kindness. And I can't wait to share them with you. So, all right, how are you going to attack that? <laughs> no, I'm not even going to attack it, but it's like values, huh? Because it's, because it's you know, it's from a right-wing look, publication. Look, the, the, the values thing is a dig. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. But consider, okay, if... Disney wasn't doing a remake, uh, especially a quote unquote woke remake of Mm -hmm. Snow White. And you didn't know this was from a conservative rag. What did you see here that would that would trigger you? Nothing Nothing. really. Yeah, it just it just looks kind of bland, I guess. Just be like, oh, they're they're redoing Snow White. It'd be the same. I asked the same question I'm asking with the Disney movie. Why? Yeah. And the Disney one, I don't think that they're leaning the right way into that. Well, Look, I'm. I mean, this—the whole thing they're doing—it's there's so many avenues with that. Because part of it is the, because I have the big. Okay, why are you doing this? Well, for money. Okay, it's for money. Yeah. Oh, but also, hey, uh, representation and and diversity, and it's like, yeah, is I just, this? I, the, just, I just wish that that was the priority, as opposed to the making money part, and it 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 feels like they're sticking it in a place where nobody's really asking for it. And the representation. <laughs> All right, this guy's done. <laughs> it's over. It's over, Johnny. But the representation is kind of bizarre, I thought, because like it's like, all right, representation for, you know, different races and stuff like that. But what about like, I don't know if you and Corey discussed it at all, but like there's a bit of a controversy around uh, the representation of little people. Oh, in the absolutely. Movie. Absolutely. And. Personally, 
I I'm more with the side that's opposed like what Peter Dinklage was speaking because they were talking that he was being treated like he was the Lorax for little people. Mm-hmm. Like like he speaks for all the little people and knows what they would want for their career. It's yeah, like, yeah, you made it already, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah, that's seven rolled for uh, little people to like really show off their skills Absolutely. or dwarves. If Absolutely. You will. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering, where do you fall on that? Yeah, like, no, we, we we talked about that extensively. And. Mm-hmm. And, and how wrong that is. Yeah. And it's like, okay, the whole the whole thing about representation and uh, diversity is uh, is like, hey, uh, these actors of, of different races never had a chance at these roles. Mm-hmm. So now they are being given that chance. But also uh, little people, I hate using that word, but little people have not had those opportunities. No. It, it's been few and far between. And now here's one that's perfectly set up for them. They go, nah. No, 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 not this time. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna have more representation here. We'll just get some kind of short guys. Yeah, and some who aren't even short. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like so, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you, you, you know, you drop the ball on something like that. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing to like really take a side on. I feel like they could have just given, like, just been classic and stuck with that. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh. Yeah, this this I don't know. I feel like this whole Snow White is a quagmire in as much as it is something from such a long time ago. Yeah, it's, it's a product of its time. It's a product of its time. I mean, even like by the time they made the movie, you know, the fairy tale had existed for, you know, who knows how long. Hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Yeah. So you're trying to drag this into the modern world. It's like. I don't see a good reason to do it. I mean, you can only think it's got to be for making money because there's no other good reason to do it. There's certainly no reason to do it as opposed to just picking something else or writing something new. Yeah. I mean, modernizing Snow White, like that sounds so weird. Like, and I don't think it works because this much I do remember the character is isolated from everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you could do like a weird COVID power outage nah. adaptation, but <laughs> I don't. I don't think Disney is is so much into that idea, there's, and that's not, not even, even the best a big idea. lesson to be learned in watching that movie. I mean, other than okay, um, the the queen she shouldn't have been so so vain, um, and I guess true love wins. I don't know. It just like when you think back to it, it's like, I, I don't know what the moral of that story was. Yeah, it's, just, it's just a, it was just a, a nice thing to read to the kids, especially the, the daughters growing up. But other than that, and then this version that most of us all grew up with the, uh, the Disney animated version, mm-hmm. it, it, the animation kind of just, yeah. it elevates it to another level. Absolutely and and that's what makes it special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whoa. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, this, I think we're going to be getting a lot of these fairy tales. I think that this is going to be a thing where we're going to be getting, you know, these, these cheaper, lower budget films that are just telling these fairy tales because they're public domain. They're cheap to make. Well, yes, it, uh, that, that happens in waves where somebody, some studio discovers something that's public domain and everybody starts using it. Yeah. Like we had a long drought when nobody was doing anything with Sherlock Holmes. And yeah. then suddenly... Sherlock Holmes was coming out of the woodworks. Yeah. You had the BBC version. You yeah. had the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, movie version. You had the show Elementary. Uh, uh, there were new uh, audio dramas with Sherlock Holmes being produced. It's and like who knows how many books. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. New authors writing books. It, but 
it was all like nobody was thinking about that. And then somebody like, hey, public domain, we can do whatever we want. And this is a great character. And so everybody jumped on it. And, um, and then, you, you know, when you got around to uh, when uh, Bill Willingham did Fables, suddenly fairy tale characters were that new thing mm-hmm. where ABC had that uh, once upon a time. Was it just once? Uh, but I was just seeing that everywhere where people were going like, oh, modernize the fairy tale characters. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Alan Moore wrote that because like, oh, hey, look at all these literary characters who are in public domain that I could do whatever I want with. And Fables, that inspired that one video game, right? With the the big bad wolf. Yes. I forget what it's called. Yes. The Wolf Among Us. Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a really great story. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some some pages of uh, the Fables comic book. Yeah, it's, it's a great comic book. It's, it's, it's a great re- series. Yeah, it's really neat. But uh, one other thing that Kevin King sent me about this uh, this Snow White story is uh, this isn't the first time they've kind of leaned into what's popular and, you know, kind of pandering, if you will, but like always being super anti-woke, you know mm. what I mean? And uh, the, the lady who they have playing Snow White, she was also the spokesman for their chocolate. He, him, and she, her. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just thought that that was that was really funny. And when I when I clicked over here and was going to close the window, they're like, hey, keep it woke (laughs) free. All right. Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait, wait. But the he, her, she, him, that's the height of wokeness. How is that anti-woke? You want to buy a piece of chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) I just love what it says. Be the first to know about new products, promotions and musings from the God King. Say, man, I just wanted to buy some chocolate. No, you know what? Never mind. I'll go to I'll 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 go to Walgreens. Yeah, uh, Mr. Beast doesn't you know bring all this stuff up. I'm just gonna buy you know one of those other candy bars. Oh, but yeah, that's that's what we got for. Uh, that's all I really got. Hey, maybe you can help me on something. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm old. I don't know these things. Who or what is Mr. Beast? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Beast is uh, he's the most successful YouTuber like on the planet. He okay. recently surpassed PewDiePie a couple of months ago, maybe about a year ago. And uh, he started selling chocolate. And you probably heard about uh, his uh, Mr. Beast Burgers. It was a ghost kitchen business that was started up and he sold burgers on these, <clears throat> like I said, ghost kitchens. And it was uh, on Uber Eats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a controversy with it recently because some of those ghost kitchens suck and they didn't care. And the company that was helping him do this <coughs> just used his name of Mr. Beast to elevate themselves. And now there's a big lawsuit with them. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Beast, you should look him up on YouTube. He, t- The way that I look at it is he's the guy who's keeping game shows alive. Oh, like okay. recently he did a video where it was uh, the top or it was ages one to 100 who can last the longest in like this facility that we have made in just like a little square room. And you, you see how it goes and it's quickly edited. And it's, it's pretty fun. Okay. I don't really understand what you just said. Oh, what do you mean? Like, what he's, didn't you understand? He's keeping game shows alive. Yeah. He's got people one to 100 in a, in a, in a room. Yeah. Like, so one of his game shows okay. was like ages one to 100. Uh-huh. And there was a person for every single age. Oh. And he was keeping them in this room to see who could stay there the longest. Okay. Was he feeding them? Yeah. He was feeding them, letting them use the bathroom, okay. all that stuff. But they said to come back and stay in that room. Well, yeah. They were in there the whole time. He oh. would like bring a bathroom to them. He's. 
he is very wealthy and he thinks of everything. That's okay. just one of his things okay. that he does. Okay. He has other things where a he- A hundred-year-old person in a, in a room with, with 99 other people. Yeah. They they did not last the longest. I'll I'll tell you that yeah, much. Life's too short, especially theirs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he did other things like uh, famously he recreated Squid Games. Okay, and and did that whole thing. But yeah, that's that's who he is. He's okay. just like a big famous YouTuber. Okay, yeah. Sorry if I <laughs> no, no, wandered no. around answering. No, 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 no. That. I asked. Uh, all right, but enough about Mr. Beast. Let's uh, let's get into a little review action mm. here. So Martin saw the holdovers. I was not able to see it, but Martin got to catch it. Looks pretty good. It's from uh, director of Sideways, right? Yeah, Alexander Payne. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> let me pull up the trailer here. Thought we would watch a trailer and then uh, yeah, sure. hear your thoughts. All right. So this is the trailer for the holdovers. Sir, I don't understand. That's glaringly apparent. I can't fail this class. Oh, don't sell yourself short, Mr. Coates. I truly believe that you can. Every year at Barton Academy, students, faculty, and staff depart the campus for a two-week winter break. But there are always an unfortunate few who have nowhere to go for the holidays. They're known as the Holdovers. Mr. Hunnam. Hello, Mary. I heard you got stuck with babysitting duty this year. How'd you manage that? You know, he used to be a student, right? Yeah, that's why he knows how to inflict maximum pain on us. Oh. I thought all the Nazis were hiding in Argentina. Stifle it, Tully. You just earned yourself a detention, sir. Being here with you is already one big detention. Son of a bitch, that's another detention. Do you think I want to be babysitting you? No, I was praying your mother would pick up the phone or your father would arrive in a helicopter or a flying saucer. My father's to dead. You don't tell a boy that's been left behind at Christmas that nobody wants him? What's wrong with you? There's nobody here, okay? You stay out of my way, and I'll stay out of yours. Let me sleep in the Now, most of the kids dislike you, pretty much hate you. Teachers, too. You know that, right? I find the world a bitter and complicated place, and it seems to feel the same way about me. I think you and I have this in common. I don't think I've ever had a real family Christmas like this before. Thank you, Mary. You're welcome. History is not simply the study of the past, it is an explanation of the present. See, when you say it that way, and throw in some pornography, it's a lot easier to understand. I'd like to propose a toast to my two unlikely companions. Are you trying to lift down my shirt? No. <laughs> yes. You're gonna get me fired. This is your Rubicon. Do not cross the Rubicon. Man, I love that freeze frame. That is that That's is a great so freeze frame. Fucking goofy looking. But tell me, Martin, what did you think of the holdovers? Well, did were you able to pick up on the plot? For, yes, from, yes. From... This story, I think I figured out. This okay. one, I know. Okay. Well, sometimes you know, you know, you're like, I'm not sure what's happening here. And yeah, it's it is very simple. Mm -hmm. Where it's the it's the 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 winter break for Christmas. And most of the kids are able to go home. And this is a school that's full of rich kids. Mm -hmm. And there's only five who don't. And then 
four of them get picked up in a helicopter and leave. And for even more context, this is kind of like a period piece. It's right? very much a period piece. It's during the Vietnam era. Oh, and you God. can tell from the the music, but yeah. not not just from that. But Alexander Payne, at least his production crew, they go out of their way to make it in that time period to where even when the film's coming on, the opening titles look like a film from the 70s. Oh, that's really I mean, cool. I mean, everybody, everything about this feels like a lo a lost film from the early seventies. Yeah, the thing that stood out to me when I was looking at the trailer earlier, I was <laughs> like, "All right, I see that phone there," and then I saw the buses. I was mm -hmm. like, "What's going on mm -hmm. here?" Mm -hmm. But that's the thing that I was thinking about, man, because I've been in that situation where you know it's the holidays and you're just you're staying at your school, so you don't have to go back and forth or whatever. And we have the internet. Back then, they did not. Right? No internet, no cell phones. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, Paul Giamatti plays the teacher whose name I'm, I looked up earlier, had it all set, and now my <laughs> mind has gone blank. Um, but he's, as you can see when he's teaching the class, not only is he kind of a, a hard ass and a stickler, but the rest of the faculty, faculty don't like him either. So he kind of gets stuck uh, on babysitting duty just because he failed a prominent student who had connections. Ah. Uh, some, you know, his father was one who donated a lot and built the library and all. And they were like, come on, can you somehow let this kid slide? You're like, no, not <laughs> on my watch. <laughs> yeah, not on my watch. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. It, he is stuck there. And it's the three of them because uh, Divine Joyce Randolph, she's sort of the lunch lady uh -huh. who's uh, and I wouldn't I'm not spoiling this because you could see her look at the photo. Her son has died in the war. Okay. And so it's the three of them sticking around. But it's mostly Paul Giamatti and uh, the other kid. I think it's Dominic Sessa. Uh, most of it is the play back and forth between two of them. It's a slice of life and coming of age story with a little bit of a bottle film in there, would you say? Uh, well, they, no, they leave at some point. Okay. Yeah, they, 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 they do leave the, the campus. Because I saw, I was like, oh man, it's snowing, they're staying there. Yes, yeah, yeah. They, it's not so much they're snowed in, they can't leave. Uh -huh. It's just that, you know, they're not supposed to go. But at uh. some point, they do hit the road. So much of this movie is the, uh, the dynamic, the chemistry between everybody in it. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul Giamatti is uh, he's at his best here. He plays a character that's similar to what we've seen in him doing other characters, but with a bit more, a little bit more nuance to it. Uh, and um, it's a it's a movie where it's it's mildly funny and a lot more touching on the back half. Okay. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. <clears throat> if I talk about the the cons, it's two hours and fourteen minutes, and it's pushing a little. It sounds a little long. It's it, it is, and I'd like to say you don't feel it, but you do. And a lot of it is because the first hour is the part that's actually feels like it's taking too long to get going. Okay. There's, it, within that first hour, not a whole lot is happening. You're getting to know people, but considering that a lot of the cast takes off, there's that feeling of like, man, we really didn't need to spend that much time with them. And I'm not always one to like dog a movie for its running time, but there is a, a feeling of you're going to wear the audience down before they get to the good stuff. So even when they're in the good stuff, they're like, I'm enjoying this, but I, I, I kind of want to wrap up, too, mm -hmm. because I've been here for a while. And, and that, that's really my only complaint about it. This, there's something about the movie where it's, it's very enjoyable when you're watching it, but it is one that feels like a lost movie that someone had told you about when you were young or maybe you saw a little bit of. And you say, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch it. He's like, hey, that was good. Now, it's not going in my top 10, but I did like it when I saw it. Yeah, so it seems enjoyable. Yes, it's it's enjoyable. It's it's a movie that I would give a matinee, but 
it is so, uh, I don't know, geared to where if you watched it at home on streaming, you would get the same amount of enjoyment from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's the, the actors are bringing their A game. Yes, and and that's that's really what something like this would be carried by is just mm-hmm. the performances. And it, it seems like it. Like I didn't know how to say this, but I wanted to bring it up because I never noticed this about Paul Giamatti. But like his his eye is acting its ass off in this movie. Well, his his <laughs> his lazy wall-eyedness, his lazy-eyedness, it's a factor in the movie. Really? I was cuz I started the movie going like, well, shit, I guess I never really noticed that about him." But then later <laughs> it becomes a thing in the movie. Okay. So I was like, "Okay, maybe he is wearing a contact that's making it do that." I was like, "How how have I not been observant <laughs> yeah, <right>? like that?" <laughs> Like, I, like this man has always looked like this, always looking at my feet and looking me in the eye like that. I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. But that's so that's cool. And the one thing I always like to point out, just the production values in the movie oh, just look notch. wonderful. Yeah. Like the cut. Like I love when just looking at the movie, you buy it. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I like I sort of gave my rating, but I was going to circle back around to that because one of the, the joys of it is to watch the craftsmanship that goes into mm-hmm. it, the way everything does feel real. I mean, they did shoot it all on location. None of it was done on a soundstage. Uh, but there's just so much about it where we see so many movies that don't. Yeah. Sets have become rare these days. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, and to, to see one where... It's 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 the difference between CGI and practical effects. Mm-hmm. It's like when it's real, just just something in the back of your skull that knows it, oh, and yeah. you feel comfortable with it. Like, like this feels solid. This yeah. this could actually happen. Yeah, and and again, if the actors are all doing their job, they it, are. it makes it it makes it engrossing. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably gonna check this out. I I like the the tone that the trailers give it. it. This trailer throws a lot at you. It does, but it's not a trailer that sells you a different movie than what you see. That And that is very common these days, mm-hmm. for sure. But it looks like a, a movie that'll hold up and people will watch it over the holidays. Yeah, it, yeah, I thought that exactly because it's, yeah, it's taking place over the Christmas holidays. And and the thing is, like, this whole situation is not anything I can personally relate to. I mm-hmm. never, you know, they're in the... In the uh, in the New England area at a prestigious uh, school prep school, um, never done any of that. Never the or you got to stay over while the parents go skiing and all, all that. Mm-hmm. But it and and it, it took a while, but it brought me into it to where like I was there with them. And I think that's what a movie like this is supposed to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I wish I could have seen it so I could have had something to say. But the movie actually doesn't even come out until November. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad you got to see it. I'm glad you enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that seems like a good one. So definitely check out The Holdovers, which Martin gave a matinee. If Hi, anyone missed. High matinee. High praise. I'm glad that Paul Giamatti is like doing real movies. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, when we saw him, I mean, it's years <laughs> ago now, but like. Every time I see Paul Giamatti, I think of him with a forehead tattoo doing one of the worst accents of I don't even know what being the rhino. The rhino. You know what? I I got to. I'm not going to lie, Julian. Same here. (laughs) And and it was that thing when you heard about him being in it. And I thought, well, good for him that he'll get this paycheck. Yeah. (laughs) But then to see him actually in it, I was like, oh, no. That whole movie is just one long missed opportunity. Uh And then when he shows up, it's just like, 
all right, <laughs> like then let stop. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we, we went through an hour and a half of Jamie Fox being a Smurf. It's uh. like, oh God, Paul, can you do something for me here? No, never mind. Maybe, maybe this is just a cameo, and and they'll never do anything with this. <laughs> I need to I need to check out some of his other stuff. Uh, this director, his movies, because oh, he's one of my favorite directors. Because Sideways is one of those movies. I remember the year that it was nominated at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And I saw this crazy stuff. I remember seeing that shot of Paul Giamatti with the spit bucket just pouring all that <laughs> wine over him. I was like, that looks like a cool tantrum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, is, uh, is there any other movies that uh, Paul Giamatti has done that stand out to you? Oh, besides Sideways? Yeah, because that's like the main one, I feel like. And as we mentioned yesterday, Big Fat Liar, classic cinema. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, he was, he was pretty good in the Howard Stern movie, Private Parts. Yeah, that's a classic. Because I think sure. that's the first time I saw him in anything. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, and 12 Years a Slave. Man, I hated that guy. I, see, I still haven't watched I that movie, but I hear all the performances else. are amazing. Yeah, yeah, all, all, all the performances are great. Yeah, but yeah, watch that movie. He's the first person I hated in that movie. Oh, maybe I might have to check it out just yeah, so I can yeah. hate Paul Giamatti oh, oh, for a sure, bit for sure, and not think about him as that damn rhino <laughs> for a second. God, why, why do that? Get, never mind. Never That's, mind. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I know. <laughs> so I mean, those those movies had much bigger problems than Paul Giamatti. I mean, I remember enjoying, you know, that first Amazing Spider-Man movie. I was like, all right, Spider-Man in 3D. That that's one box you're checking. There's uh -huh. like 80 other boxes you could have checked, but but you got that. So that, that's something. Oh, uh, let's see what they're saying in the chat. Oh, a really good one. Uh, Dill Murray mentioned is uh, shoot 'em up. Remember, he was the villain in Shoot 'em oh, Up. Oh, that's right. I I love Shoot 'em Up, but uh, but I forgot he was a villain in that. Yeah, he's the main guy. Okay. I remember. I'll, it's very memorable that scene where he talks about the thumb on the on the gun. Remember? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. That that's a really good one, Dill Murray. I I like that. Someone said American Splendor. Uh, the, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. He plays <laughs> Harvey Pekar. Okay. Yeah, I I have not seen that. Oh, and he's uh he's the the Jewish guy in uh, Straight Outta Compton. He, yeah, he yeah. totally disappears into that movie. Mm -hmm. If you're not like really squinting both your mm -hmm. eyes, even your lazy one looking for him, he, <laughs> he, he totally uh -huh. just disappears into that movie. That's a good one. Yeah, Straight Outta Compton, he is great in that. All right. Well, unless the chat has other things through uh, HyperChat, maybe we could figure out an email thing for next time, but I don't have access to Corey's email, so I'll keep an eye on the chat. But I had one more thing <laughs> mm -hmm. that uh, I thought we would talk about. Uh, people are always going on about it's Halloween, you know? I need some good horror film recommendations so I can show my friends and they can think I'm cool. Okay. Sh show me what you got, you know? And, and everyone always recommends the classics, you know, The Thing or yeah. Evil Dead 2 yeah. or like all the, the famous cult movies. And I, I, I really thought about it. I was like, man, what's, what's something kind of interesting I could bring to the table? And uh, I came up with two shorts. Okay. That one of which I'll show you part of the trailer because – I would rather people went into it and just saw it themselves because it, it give it's only a half hour long and you get the idea in 10 seconds. 
And uh, the other one is a stop motion short that I saw, I think, in high school or late college or something yeah. years ago that I was like, oh, this is this is great. I'll, I'll bring this up, up now. So this first one that I want to show you is uh, it's called Operator. There's a couple parts to it, but I've only ever seen the first part. So that's what I'm going to recommend to you all. But let me show you a trailer of this stop motion animated horror short called Operator. It's really simple. Huh. It's it's one of those things where if I really wanted to, like, I guess I could kind of explain it. But it's there's a lot of questions that are left unanswered. But OK, for, but in a good way. Right. OK. Because okay. because sometimes, you know, horror, they they explain too much and it's just like, all right, not scary anymore. Mm -hmm. But basically what it's about is this guy clearly has a family and he works in this facility and there's announcements going off and he's just changing those things, you know? Yeah. So it's <clears throat> it's it's pretty short. That one's like five minutes long, oh, maybe okay. seven minutes or something. Okay. Highly recommend that one. Where, where would one see that? Uh, YouTube. Okay. Just look up The Operator and you'll find that on YouTube. Easy peasy. And like I said, there's three parts. So if you really like it, oh, maybe there's there's more that you can okay. look into. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's made by one guy. You know, it's not like a, a huge production. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's relatively modern made in like the late aughts, something like okay. that. Uh, but yeah, that's people were asking online in the in the DT fan group. They're like, talk about some obscure animated stuff. I was like, all right, well, that's the best that I got. <laughs> OK. And this other one is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, maybe you've heard of it. You've definitely heard of things that inspired this movie. Uh, it's called La Cabina. It's uh, it's the phone booth. Okay. And uh, the thing that I had, I'll, I'll go on about it after I show you the trailer. I'll show you like 15 seconds of the trailer. And this trailer is a little bit overly epic, but it's it gives you the idea very quickly. This is also from the 70s. All right. And that is all you're going to get from me. What? Because if I let it keep going, uh -huh. it's going to give away the whole thing. It'll show too much, I think. Mm -hmm. But if you have any questions, I would be more than happy to tell you. Basically, what the story is, is this guy is on his way to work, dropping off his son uh, at like to get on the bus and go to school. Yeah. And he's like, man, I got to make a quick phone call. It's the 70s. No one has cell phones. And he goes into this booth 
and the door just shuts behind him and he tries to push his way out. And then slowly a crowd starts to form around him. Mm -hmm. And like first, you know, they have uh, some kids who are like, you're stuck in there. And then like some adults are like, get out of here, you know, and then they try to open it. And then like a handyman comes over and has a screwdriver and and he can't even get him out. And and it it hmm. keeps escalating okay. more and more and okay. more. Okay. And I'll <clears throat> tell you right now, the ending does not disappoint. This to me is masterful filmmaking. The the operator short that I mentioned before, I'd give that like a very high matinee, maybe a low full price, just because it's it's neat, you know? Uh-huh. This shit right here, this is a better than sex. Really? This is this is as good as a short film can be, I think. Okay. And I would love for you to check it out. And if you want to talk about your thoughts on Sunday, okay. I would love to okay. do a review. Right. And what's it called again? It's called La Cabina. La I'll Cabina. send you a link to okay. it. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. a link. And uh, it's super easy to find. You can find it on, uh, on YouTube. <clears throat> and uh, it's one of those movies that... It has like a lot of deep stuff. Like it's not an accident, you know, that he's a balding guy who is in a suit in a square. You know what oh, I mean? Okay, okay. Like, but it doesn't lean into those things in an obnoxious way, okay. which which modern short films kind of do. Sure, sure. Like this is it's <clears throat> very fast paced. It moves along, and uh, I think it's really scary. I think that the oh, end. Wow. Okay. Scary. I, f- I forgot the Halloween theme. Yeah. I'm just so intrigued by what's going on, especially if you say people keep coming and I'm wondering, it's like, okay, if there's a big crowd, he would get surrounded and not be able to get out even if he could get out. Yeah. Okay. That's the All thing. Right. Okay. And All it right. is, don't get it twisted. This is scary stuff. Okay. It will, it will like really leave your stomach in okay. knots. And the, the reason I don't want to show too much of this is because if you see it, then it'll kind of give away what Mm. happens at the end. And that moment of when the other shoe drops, Uh it's really good. And, and it hits like I've seen this a dozen times. I show it on my stream usually once a year, like around Halloween. And it is people always, they always are like, wow, that's what happens. It's, it's scary, man. I'm telling you. All right. Okay. I'm telling you, it'll, it'll, it'll spook you a little bit. Cool. But uh, I, I, asked, it. Uh, I asked you before, did anything come to mind for Not really. anything? Not really. I don't I don't really keep up with shorts. And I can only think of I know, shorts right? I saw. I, I was talking to Mike about that recently. It's like, dude, no one watches short films. <laughs> but yeah. every once in a while, you find one that's kind of neat. Every, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I talked incessantly about the fishmonger that I saw at, at Fantastic Fest just recently. Mm-hmm. Uh but just regular horror films. That's what I was going to say, just because that would give us something to talk about. But, but see, the thing is, when you, like you open talking about all oh, these classics, everybody says to watch. Those are kind of the ones I watch. Yeah. Like, like I'm I'm not a horror guy. Like I need somebody to come and say like, hey, this one you got to check out. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be curated for me. Sure. Because there's a, I think there's a lot of horror movies that just they're cheap and they cut corners because they know horror fans will, are willing to accept almost anything and and throw a party for it. Um, but the ones where they really go in or there's kind of a thriller element, those are the ones I get off on. Um, I did see something from Australia called uh, You'll Never Find Me. Australian I, horror is very good well, for the I, most part. I really hope that gets a distributor and makes its way over here. Let me see. Someone posted something in the chat. They said, th- oh, the Thanksgiving trailer. Have, have you seen that yet? No. 
That's the uh, the Eli Roth uh, movie. That's okay. uh, remember in um, what's it called? Grindhouse. There was. Oh, yes, yes, the, yes, yeah. yes. There was that fake trailer. Yeah. Like Thanksgiving. And that was pretty clever. And now they're making a whole movie out of it. Yeah, I figured this. Much. Yeah, I, I mean, it comes out next month. It it should be. Is there a trailer? We can watch it. Yeah, we can check it out. I mean, I, I haven't been a fan of his movies for the most part, but that that trailer in the in Grindhouse was was like, okay, that's actually not only the best thing he's done, but the best part of this movie. It, that is without a doubt the best thing Eli Roth has done. That Cabin <laughs> Fever movie's all right, but uh, I was gonna just say, yeah. Uh, most of the classics. I would say if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you have. The Babadook is my oh, number yeah, one yeah, recommendation yeah, for horror mm -hmm. movies. I mean, I think that that movie is it's perfectly psychological and it's I find it relatable because it starts about it's basically about a mom reading a bedtime story to her kid. Well, that was something um, that movie and Smile up until a point are these horror movies where you're like, is this really happening? Or is this in somebody's mind? Yeah, that's what I love and, about the Babadook. And, yeah, and the, the Babadook leaves you like, well, what do you think? Yeah. Some people have told me they're like, I didn't get it. It just, it doesn't hit for me. It's oh, like, man, man <laughs> if you watch that in the dark uh -huh. and you you were focused on it and you're not on your cell phone, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's really effective. Uh -huh. Like there's so, I, I always admire when I watch the Babadook, the, the lady's hair, mm -hmm. how it progressively just gets crazier and crazier. Mm -hmm. And like how you see her just becoming unhinged over the movie. Fantastic stuff. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend that movie, The Babadook. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's check out the trailer for Thanksgiving. All right. <laughs> I've got plenty to be thankful for. I need the small, I buy them all at the five and ten cent store. Oh, I've got plenty no. to be thankful for. I used to love this town. Until what happened that night. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I'm tired of pretending like everything is normal and it's not. I want things to go back to normal, too. Show some enthusiasm. Thanksgiving is an institution here. Thanksgiving table. I don't want to spend my life looking over my shoulder. We need to stop him.
it is going to be a very happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let's see. So, what do you think of Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> They slash the movies with all the puns. I was like, all right. The thing is, is use corn cop holders, huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah, right. Sure. I mean, I thought that was one of the more creative bits in the trailer <laughs> from what they showed. But it's one of those movies that it's it's kind of it has an uphill battle, right? Because they have to incorporate all the stuff that was put into that fake trailer that was made to be two minutes, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and that's like a great short film in itself. But I, I think it looks fun. I like the iconography of the pilgrim, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, that's done just because everybody wants to create a, a new horror franchise and that's how you have to do it. You got to dress them up as a character. Um, yeah, because that trailer looks like it, like it was set like a movie from the 70s, and this does not. So I, I don't even relate this to that. Yeah, and that's that reminds me of the one thing that made me stand out going, all right, I'm, I'm officially tired of this in horror movies. And it's that part where they pull up their cell phone. And they're like, oh, man, I got tagged in a killer Instagram <laughs> yeah. post. It's like... <laughs> Can, can we stop that? I know. <laughs> like we have to acknowledge cell phones exist. It's it's disingenuous to not. But at the same time, yeah, it's like when social media gets involved in a horror movie. It's like, all right, well, you know what makes it scary is that you're alone with the killer. If you tell me, remind me in my pocket, I have all my friends. Less scary to me, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always wonder, it's like, all right, so how long, how many bodies get to rack up before they call in the state police or the FBI? I mean, <laughs> it seems like it's going to take place over a weekend. So it'll uh -huh. be and a big holiday weekend. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm all for slasher movies. They can be fun. That one, if it stays tongue in cheek. There's potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's potential. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not dismissing it. But I can just say that for everything I, I found, oh, that's kind of clever. I found something else that was like, oh, that's so tired. <laughs> I mean, you notice, though, right, like a bunch of the stuff that was in that original Grindhouse trailer. No, it's been so long since oh, I've seen it. Like the I'm not I already closed it out because someone else redeemed something else in the chat. But there was uh, the shot of uh, the mascot turkey getting their head cut off, okay. you know, and there was the famous bit in the uh, the what's it called? The. Uh, in, at the end of that trailer where the gymnast is on the trampoline mm -hmm. and then she does the splits and then the knife is right there under her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Genius stuff yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. fits in a motion picture yeah, for yeah, sure. And yeah. not just a short trailer that's not real. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I think it looks fun. Uh, it can be. Yeah. There, there's... There's potential and maybe that'll reinvigorate everyone to make more grindhouse stuff. You know, I guess you you're tired of that. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, I mean, look, if people like it, by all means, they should have it. It just mm -hmm. doesn't do much for me. Yeah. I, I like the 70s aesthetic for horror movies. Mm -hmm. I think that's always fun. I think they did that kind of nicely with the 2018 uh, Halloween movie, just mm -hmm. like the grittiness and, you know, like how the, the film sure. felt dirty. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. I think that there's a chance there. Uh, I don't know exactly what this is. Uh, this is an unofficial trailer that 
Zed redeemed in the chat uh, for it's it's called Firebase. I don't know what that is, but I guess we'll check it out from the hyper chat. All right. I got men in this unit I trust. Men I know men I've shed blood with. And they're saying things happen to them that they can't explain. Uh. My boys are saying they saw the devil. It's, worth checking out. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean, uh, a horror movie based on the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. All right. There's okay. something there. Thanks for sharing. Uh, that looked, I mean, I have seen worse on oh, YouTube. For sure. I'll tell you that much for sure. Uh, someone was asking me if I saw Chucky. I, I've not kept up with the Chucky series, really. I know that uh, we're. I, I don't have much else to talk about. Sorry, guys. There's... Not that many movies that are coming out this week, like True. just so happened. That's probably why Corey went on vacation. But I think we made it work for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I did want to ask, because I'm sure people would want to know. Uh, I don't have like any clips for anything pulled up for it. But uh, you, you've you been watching Goosebumps. Yeah. And uh, I think the people would like to know like what you think so far. I only got one episode into it. I wasn't crazy about it. But uh, maybe you have a different take. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm digging the hell out of it. I uh, usually like these these kind of horror shows with uh, featuring 20-somethings or teenagers or 20-somethings pretending to be teenagers. There's just such a glut of them. Like, that, this is what Stranger yeah. Things has, has wrought upon us. With a little bit of Riverdale in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most of them, I don't. I, I flip them on. I see who the main stars are. I, I turn away. Uh, not my demographic. Uh, but I don't allow. I do allow that. Like, hey, maybe some of these things would work out. And uh, with Goosebumps, I, I probably only watched it because the studio was supposed to send us advanced copies of it, uh, links. And when I went to the link. They were like, "There's nothing here." And I was like, "Oh well." <laughs> well, I am curious. Let me go ahead. It's like a lot. Of, a lot of shows I've fallen into where I go like, "I'm sure this sucks." Let me just watch the first one so I can confirm that and move on. And then I found myself pulled into it, and I was like, "Huh." This has such enough of a sense of humor without constantly winking and nudging. And the uh, the mystery itself, I was like, okay, I kind of dig the characters in the in the hole with the first one, the, the mysterious uh, a Polaroid camera yeah. and the pictures it takes showing the future. 
uh, that I found that by the time it got done, I was like, huh, they didn't go the Jack Black Goosebumps route. Yeah, the campy route. Yeah. This is definitely not that. And it's not like that other R.L. Stein show that was on Netflix that had the three parts. I forget what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, I was, and just watch, I was like, you know what? Because I, I read Goosebumps because I used to read them to my kids when they were, uh, when they were young. And I, I was intrigued enough by the first episode to watch the next one. I was like, okay, I see what they're doing here. They have one overarching storyline. But each episode is like an, a, a, a Goosebumps book. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. And especially, I'm, I, I was, I was all, all excited to get to watch the rest of it and not realizing like, oh, it's coming out week to week. Yeah, they, they did the first five episodes and then it's they're doing okay, week to so, week. Okay, so yeah. I got caught up to the last, the, yeah. the fifth episode yesterday. Um, the way that I saw was it was kind of like a blend of a bunch of stories. Like in the first two minutes, they referenced like four or five uh, Goosebumps books. Mm-hmm. Like there's Worms, there's a Cuckoo Clock, yeah. there's the, the camera and yeah. some other stuff. And the one thing that I wanted to ask you about is the tone of this. It seems like this doesn't feel like a Disney show to me at all. Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's weird because when it, when you look at it, it says comedy horror and i was like i wouldn't call this comedy i mean there's definitely there's, not. there's levity within yeah the characters but there's nothing i would call real comedy yeah they're they're very small cute moments i would say yeah. like yeah. where it's like oh that'll make that's kind of funny i guess i didn't i didn't like this very much to be honest that's I, too bad yeah i i love goosebumps i grew up watching the uh the original series mm-hmm. you know on tv are are you familiar with those have you watched that at all i know it's super campy and ridiculous well no because i remember when they were first coming on over here i know it's a canadian show it is yeah um it was during the early 90s and they would show them on saturday mornings uh mm-hmm. like when when the cartoons were on that was back when i was still watching saturday morning cartoons yeah. And so I would I would catch them ever so often. But, you know, it was always just so low budget. Yeah. I thought that some of the episodes were pretty effective. Well, that's the thing. They they could be. Yeah. that That's why I didn't just write the show off. I mean, I didn't watch it every week, but sometimes I'd sit and watch one and I go like, you know, once you get past the bad effects, this actually does work pretty and, well. And it would have like those moments where it's like <clears throat> it's kind of like just a bunch of exposition dumps, you mm-hmm. know, and then when it gets to the end, though, that's when it's kind of scary. Like yeah. when they would show uh, what's it called? Like the end of that story where like the dad like was turned into plants or something oh, like yeah. that. That <laughs> that shit is that's scary. That's what makes it not a Disney show that you can have something like that. Mm-hmm. that that's what that's what Goosebumps was good for. Um, yeah. And this seems all be building to the return of Slappy. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't catching that. I was only catching a little bit until like the last two episodes when I was like, oh, shit, this is all about putting him back together. Yeah, it's uh, it was it's interesting what they're doing. I was surprised that uh, it's a uh, it's a Sony Disney joint, mm-hmm. which that's that's interesting that they're starting to work together. Like it's probably that. part of the Spider-Man custody battle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, where it's like, all right, uh, we'll take uh, Spider-Man. And uh, what about those bumps? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, can we can take those geese? Like, are you, are you yeah. using those? All right. Yeah. We'll 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 throw in on the movies. But you got to You got to include uh, Slappy and the Goosebumps. For that. <laughs> and don't forget the dummy. All right. You got a deal. I, I, I really thought that it was 
surprising though, like really like how violent it leans into being. And, and that was one of my things where I thought it was a little bit repetitive. Like in the first episode, mm -hmm. there's a visual that is really like violent and they show it multiple times. Like the first time I was like, all right, damn. The third time I was like, stop doing that. But I was, I was really surprised how far it goes. Like the violence in this, it goes beyond just a little bit of blood. Like there is, I, I would say literally graphic violence in it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and gross stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. The was under the third or fourth episode, but they eating the worms. Uh, it really gets out they, there. They talk about eating the worms in like the first one, mm -hmm. like in that first episode, guys like I can eat a worm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of what happens after uh, they keep refer referencing back to that first episode with the party. Because that, that's where a lot of stuff happens. It's funny because Justin Long is in this. Yeah. And it's once again, it's Justin Long who owns a house that he hasn't lived in that he's coming to check out and, and you know, occupy. Yeah. And, and I was there's like, something going on. I was like, man, this is, uh, is this going to turn into Barbarian too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't like that episode as much as I did enjoy Barbarian. But I will say that the special effects are very good. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't care for, you know, like all the characters, like chemistry and stuff like that, I did think that that last scene of the first episode that I saw, I was like, man, these effects are effective and there, this is scary. Like yeah. the idea is pretty scary. So I think it's, I think it's got really good movement to it. Mm -hmm. yeah, when I'm watching it, it feels like it's it's constantly it's moving going. along. Yes, and the uh, the interrelationship drama, it's there, but it's low. It's not it's not approaching soap opera level. So I'm, it's I'm down not with that. that bad. But to me, it felt a little bit paint by numbers like, all right, we have to have this, this and this here. And they, they, they do some interesting things as it go as it keeps going. OK, well, I've only seen the first episode, which I did not care for. I would give that one episode like just maybe a high bullshit, some old bullshit, but I think you have a totally different take. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So far, what do you think you would it's, give it's, it? So far, it's very much a, a matinee. It's a, it's a happy matinee so far. All right, well, there you have it, people. That's a little bonus goosebumps for everybody. I'm sure people will get a kick out of that. But uh, I'm sorry to say, guys, I think that's it. That's it. That's it, that's all that's we enough. got. Don't say it like, that's, that's it. It's like, yeah, you, you heard it from Martin. <laughs> that's enough. That's what you get. You're welcome. And there'll be more to come. Yeah, we're, we'll be back on Sunday, which uh, by then I will have uh, played the entirety of Spider-Man and I'll have something to say about okay. it. And, and Corey did say that he would want maybe for you to play the game on stream. We'll figure that out. That's up in the air. Yeah, because I don't have an extra... He's going to send me an extra, what, 75, 80 bucks to, <laughs> to get that? No, I, I think what, what he'll do, either I'll bring my PS5 okay. or what I'll do is I'll just use his system okay. and I'll sign in on it and okay. I'll download the All right. game. Okay. Because uh, I'm getting a copy of it. But uh, yeah, that is, uh, that's the show today. Uh, thank you, Martin, oh, for coming in. Sure thing. Sure thing, Julian. Oh, and... Um, if anyone else has any questions, just make sure to go check out 
kcoolmans at gmail.com. That's K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. You can send questions, compliments, insults, and or advice. And go check out the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Don't forget to check out that TikTok. Do that thing. Look up Double Toasted. Go to DoubleToasted.com. Look at all their things. Martin, where can they find they you? You can find me on Instagram at Martin underscore no fro. Or just look at Martin Thomas on Facebook. And me, you can find me under Julian Mr. Humdinger uh, on multiple things. TikTok, Instagram, Twitch. I'm going to be live all weekend playing Spider-Man. So come check me out. Give me a follow, why don't you? It costs you nothing. Come on, do it, please. But also just stick around double toasted and we'll be back on sunday for the sunday service but until then good night and stay Stay toasted. toasted